You are listening to Tune FM here on 106.9. Myself and Kim are joined in the studio once again by another lecturer. You just heard Cake by the Ocean by DNCE. And we are joined by Professor Gabriel Donlevy, who is the Professor of Accounting in the UNE Business School. His research interests include cash flow statements, academic accounting, management structures, and the origins of fair value accounting. He has published 40 refereed articles, uh, 40 referenced articles, excuse me, and many papers as well, uh, as, well as six books. Uh, Professor Don Levy, thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, doc, uh, Professor Don Levy also uh, is the unit coordinator for AFM 103, Introductory Finance, which is a unit that a lot of students will be taking this trimester as a first-year student, uh, especially those studying business degrees. So, Professor Donlevy, the first question I think we're going to ask you, just so people who are studying this unit this year can get a better uh, grasp of what to expect, what exactly does this unit, uh, Introductory Finance, teach here at UNE? It teaches you how to manage your own money, and it teaches you the basics of um, the financial world of uh, banks, stocks and shares and bonds, and basic financial decisions that uh, you have to make for yourself, like saving for a house, saving for retirement, and um, looking after money so that you've got slightly more coming in than goes out. Certainly something I think a lot of people could do with learning, given the uh, given uh, how precarious money can be, especially for those of us who are just coming into university. So I guess the next question we can move straight into is, what is one thing students in this particular unit can do in order to get a better grade? What's a good little study tip for them? Don't panic if you're no good at numbers. Listen to um, what I say on the unit about what you have to do, what's the basic drill, and then do that basic drill the way you might have learned your uh, multiplication tables um, when you were very, very, very uh, young. Um, There's not much point in uh, reading uh, online beforehand because um, that might uh, confuse you because you might find something for example about mortgages and it assumes you know all sorts of things like compound interest and um, what different kinds of mortgages are uh, before you even start reading the online submission. Okay, that's uh, it's a good way. It's a good way of looking at it. Uh, treat it almost as if, you know, it is just another, I guess, mathematical concept that we all had to pick up on uh, so very long ago. Um, so, what's a like the best thing about your job? The best thing about my job being a uh, academic, being a professor, um, relative freedom. Um, I'm very, very old, and I started teaching over forty years ago. And over 40 years ago, there was even more freedom. For example, people would smoke in classrooms, um, which uh, would get you immediately fired today, any such (laughs) behaviour. But even uh, today, so long as you tick your boxes, um, a reasonable number of students pass and a few do well, not too many fail, your feedback from the students is uh, reasonable and not in like the bottom 10%, then... um, you were uh, left pretty much uh, alone. If you um, do research and publish well, then you're uh, rewarded. Um, and only if you're uh, ambitious to become a vice-chancellor or at least a dean do you need to do a lot of turning up to committees and so forth. Um, and the younger members of staff generally are that ambitious in UNE. Um, 
whereas people, once they turn about 45 or 50, um, they've got as far as they're going to get in academia, and so they can take it easy um, or mentor lots and lots of PhD students and younger staff, or just plain retire early, as many of them do. That's understandable. It's a nice way of getting a look behind the scenes at how uh, things can work as an academic. I guess on the flip side of the coin, however, what would you say the worst thing about your job is? Um, there are a lot of boxes to tick these days uh, that are bureaucratic and um, all around the world, but all around the Western world anyway, the um, withdrawal of government funding from universities um, has meant that the universities have got more and more like business corporations and that means that there's a certain tension and pressure to perform in teaching and in research and in getting grant money that was never there before. And allied to that is that there are a lot of rules, good ones which are about health and safety and non-harassment, but there are also bad ones which are um, about making sure that uh, each tiny bit that you teach fits in with some bureaucrats version of what your learning outcomes are mm. and so you get a lot of um, support staff professional staff uh, in positions where they've got to control academics but they don't have the knowledge base with which to do it properly and so sometimes there can be a few arguments about that of course that's entirely understandable um, is there anything you're passionate about at the moment whether it's your own research or something in general um Well, I want to retire before I'm 80, um, and so I'm preparing for that by uh, doing writing, and I write science fiction. So I'm passionate about getting uh, accepted in uh, reasonably um, decent sci-fi magazine, and the acceptance rate for the top 10 is worse than the acceptance rate for A-star academic journals. Like, it's less than 1%. Goodness me. So you've got to work really hard, and you've got to get rid of any ego after you've written it, and edit, 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 give it all sorts of people to tear it apart, and take all that, because even then, you'll be lucky to uh, get it accepted. Uh, And um, I find I just want to write stuff uh, anyway, so I'm passionate about that. Um, There are several things I still want to research, because I think they're worth uh, researching, but I couldn't say that passion would describe my attitude to them, just curiosity. Okay, fair enough. Uh, of those, obviously we mentioned earlier that you had written six books. Are, any, are, all, those, are all of those six books academic books, or are they fictional books as well? Uh, no, they're actually I've uh, written seven now. Oh, okay. And um, they're all uh, textbooks or books on um, accounting, various types of accounting, um, and um, part of books on uh, business ethics. Uh, Any books I write in the future uh, will be fiction. Um, I write about university management and university governance, about half my research and scholarship uh, output. Um, And since the middle of last year, I'm president of the union uh, here, which raises a whole lot of other things some of which can be written about. Maybe we meet again in future to discuss the issues that that role entails. Awesome. We look forward to that, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to read one of these sci-fi books in the, ne- in the next few years if we're lucky. <laughs> that would be great. 
Oh, and I, I've, I'm a published poet as well. Oh, fascinating. Wow. About uh, 10 to 30 years ago, I used to write quite a lot. And I got into me and Jean and um, several others. Um, maybe six of the 30 I've written actually got published. What um what is what is your area of poetry? Do you have a particular topic you prefer to write about? Do you have a particular style? Um, exactly the opposite. Um, okay, <laughs> I like to try a bit of everything. Uh, so um, I can be very uh, lyrical. I can be uh, futuristic, a la David Bowie, in terms of, of uh, writing a sort of sci-fi poetry. Um, I've written uh, stuff in the style of somebody writing in the um, 1720s. Um, and um, if I have a vivid dream, I usually try and translate that into a poetic form. Wow. And they seem to work. Is there anywhere, I guess, online or is there anywhere available where people could read what's published at the moment? Uh, yeah, my entire publications, uh, including all the poems for what it's worth, is uh, on WordPress. Uh, look up Don Levis. WordPress. Um, instead of ending in E-A-V-Y, like my name does, ending in E-A-V-I-S. Yeah. For all sorts of obscure reasons. Uh, perfect. So um, we'll make sure to get that up as well. Um, I guess uh, moving on, um, what exactly was your PhD in and what um, what drew you to that particular area of research? I wanted to um, research causes of bankruptcy and uh, evolve a theory of bankruptcy. Um, like uh, I'd seen e economists, because economists was the first degree, evolve theories. Uh, but my supervisor said... Um, all you young researchers want to save the world and do big theories, um, that you will come a big cropper, find something as practical as you possibly can. So I thought, well, funds flow statements, all companies have got to produce those. I'll investigate uh, how useful they are in terms of shareholders and investors and such like, being able to understand the message that's in them. So... Um, I got well through that in two years, and then the accounting profession decided it would abolish fund statements altogether oh. and replace them with cash flow statements, so I had to do the whole lot all over again. Oh, dear. Um, which I did, and um, they liked it at uh, Glasgow University where I did it, and um, I got it uh, published um, just afterwards with Routledge, uh, which is a good academic publisher in the UK. Wow. Um, so what was one thing you wish you knew before starting out at university? You mean when I started off as an undergraduate myself all that way? Yeah, right? just like any tips you can give to first years. Uh, yes. Even today, um, your, your degree grade counts. When I went to university and I went to Cambridge, I thought, now if I join all the clubs and I meet all the aristocrats and I experience um, the army and get well networked, um, that would get me a good job. Absolute rubbish. If you're already in that society, yes. But if you're not, it's not going to get you there. What's going to get you there is getting a first class uh, honours degree. And that still is true. Even if they're undergraduates here and they don't do honours, they just pass. The um, grade with which they pass um, really, really matters in almost all possible careers, um, even including IT, where there's still slightly more jobs than uh, graduates. 
There you go. So that's just a little reminder for everyone who is still a first year. Unlike the ATAR, your degree grade actually matters for something. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Moving on, I guess, again, um, as a particular student yourself, when you were an undergraduate, is there anything you know now looking back on that you weren't really all that good at when you first started out? Oh, yeah. Ma- maths and numbers. Okay. Um, I was going to do law at university and... Um, other people I knew at the university who uh, did do law who weren't as good a debater as uh, I was, and I say this in all accuracy, not not being a big-headed idiot. Um, they're now high court judges in England. Wow. Um, I thought, but I'm completely enumerate. I can't I even have two. So I did economics. And then when I graduated, um, I thought they said, well, get an accounting qualification. You always become a lawyer later. So I got the accounting qualification. And so my big thing was round yourself off play to your weaknesses get your weaknesses up terrible mistake i see next time i reincarnate i will play (laughs) completely to my strengths and let somebody else do what i'm weak at i see that's fair enough um again apologies to anybody listening to this either live or via podcast their construction work outside that has been plaguing us has started again so if there is any background noise we sincerely apologize for that so um just moving on to i guess a few little uh quick fire lightning round questions for people to learn a little bit more about the person behind the academic gown do you have a favorite song at the moment um no, it's not a question of at the at the moment. Although um, I could probably give that a different, but my all time favourite song is "It's All Right, Ma" by Bob Dylan. Okay, because it's uh, got everything in it. Um, if you wanted to have uh, a guide to life from just one song, uh, that song would uh, fit the bill pretty well. Fair enough, I can understand that. Um, do you have a dream research location? If you could pick anywhere. Um, location. Um, yes. Um, for the kind of research that I've done in accounting, the dream research location would be uh, two, and you couldn't do uh, just one of them. New York and London, inside the big four accounting firms, inside the big banks. And... Uh, as a trusted insider, completely participant observation, better still an invisible fly on the wall, then you'd really know what was going on and um, find the ones who actually have integrity. Super, that's a good way of putting it. Um, What is your favorite time of the day? Um, Before I came to Australia in uh, 1996, I'd have said it was the early evening. Um, just after the sun goes down. But uh, in Australia, relative to the UK, uh, people do things early, um, except drink, of course. And so <laughs> now I would say it's between getting up and having to go to work, which could be much as three hours. Okay, so I get my best actual writing done then. There's total and complete silence all around. Awesome. That's a good, um, that's a good I guess, little insight. Uh, and is there anything you're listening to at the moment, whether it's an audio podcast or book? Um, not something that's like uh, current or only just come out. Um, there are a whole lot of, th- a lot of things I uh, regularly listen to. Um, no particular favorite uh, 
sung or singer at my age, you wouldn't expect me to be up with uh, that. I mean, uh, like the 1980s were only yesterday to me. Um, but uh, in terms of um, things I regularly follow that I could recommend uh, useful to the listeners, um, if you want a quick and pithy um, and really quite cool look at um, the economics of the modern world and what's going on uh, in that regard, the Kaiser Report, which is on Russian TV if you've got Foxtel or uh, get it directly off YouTube, uh, it's incredibly clear. Okay. And you can uh, filter it with your own particular political uh, conviction, so you don't you don't take it as, as gospel necessarily, but as a good critique of what's wrong uh, and why it's wrong. It's it's uh, about the best thing going at the moment. Goodness me, fair enough. Yeah. Um, high praise. And I guess the last question we'll ask you is: If you had the chance to go to Mars, would you go? Only if it was en route to Titan. Or okay. one of the really interesting uh, parts of the solar system, or different moons around the Saturn in particular, where uh, Titan, because it's like an Earth landscape 200 degrees centigrade colder with seas of methane, yes. and it must just look fabulous to see that. And then Europa, um, five kilometres under the uh, ice cap, see if there's any life down there. That's fascinating. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Professor Dunleavy, thank you so much for coming in and having a chat with us. Hopefully it's um, given the uh, potential first-year students of Introductory Finance a little bit of a glimpse as to what goes on. And just a reminder to everyone, if you want to uh, read any of Professor Dunleavy's poetry or uh, works, he can be found at WordPress at, correct me if I've said this wrong, Donlevis, D-O-N-L-E-V-I-S. No, L-E-A-V-I-S. L-E-A, so D-O-N. L-E-A-V-I-S yeah. Well, thank you so much again for joining us Kim and I will be back in a moment But until then, we're going to play Photograph by Nickelback You're listening to Tune FM here on 106.9 The home of student-powered radio